ho ho happy Hameen holidays. As 2020 winds down with over 2.2 million downloads, the Hameen army marches into 2021 with sights set on 3 million downloads and beyond. We'd like to thank you, the listeners and sponsors, for following and supporting us on all of Hami Media Group affiliate channels as we continue to provide the very best variety of entertainment anywhere. Pro wrestling, movie reviews, TV show reviews, news, sports, conspiracy, and satire. We have everything for your listening or viewing pleasure. Add Hami Media to all your favorite audio and video platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Twitch, and YouTube are just some of the many ways you can get your fill of all of the HMG content. And speaking of getting your fill, if you're cooking this holiday season, there's only one olive oil to use in all your delicious delectable dishes, Zordos Artisan Greek Ultra Premium Olive Oil. This olive oil is not only the perfect ingredient for your festive feast, but Zordos Olive Oil makes the perfect gift for any foodie or fan of fantastic food. Head over to Zordos oliveoil.com and taste what the term ultra premium means. Now, after a good meal or to kickstart your morning, what's better than a cup of bro, bro? The Coffee Brosters Russo's brand coffee is better than your average cup of joe, bro. When checking out at thecoffeebrosters.com, use the promo code BRO5LB for a special price on a five pound bag of Russo's brand coffee. This deal is too good to pass up on, bro. Did somebody say deal? Well, Stevie Richards and ForceUSA.com have a deal for you. Are you looking to build a better you? How about the best custom home gym you can imagine? ForceUSA delivers sturdy, innovative and versatile strength training equipment for home gyms and training studios alike. Enter promo code Stevie5 for a special 0% financing offer at checkout. Also check out StevieRichardsFitness.com for a fantastic affordable resistance band training program and yoga program choose from the 12 and 16 week program as well as a dynamic yoga program that will get you ready to burn off those calories after those huge holiday meals if you're interested in a band new you for 2021 and years to come stevie kick start your health with stevie richards fitness.com prowrestlingtees.com celebrate all of the hami media personalities and independent pro wrestling stars by giving the gift of or grabbing up for yourself the coolest merch any wrestling fan desires again head over to prowrestlingtees.com and support indie wrestling today hey infidels do you want to become a Hami Media Group operative? Then follow us at Hami Media Group on Twitter and request a link to our private Discord channel. You can also find us on Facebook at Hami Media Discussion Group and interact with all of the HMG personalities as well as joining in on the fun discussions, watch-along events, and games. You can also follow us on Instagram to like, comment, and participate on all of the HMG and Conspiracy Horseman propaganda. Once again, thank you to all of the subscribers, followers, sponsors, guests, producers, and host of Hami Media as we march to 3 million downloads. All of this is possible because of you. <laughs> Space, a final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, 
to boldly go where no man has gone before. What is up? What is up? It is three days before Christmas, and we are bringing you the best Christmas present you could ever imagine. It is the Academy podcast here. We are live. I'm live here in Rome, New York. JDE, the man, the master of the Lake Press, the man who can probably bench press about 700 pounds because, you know, he is a monster, is live in Weatherford, Texas. So, guys, we are here to bring you Star Trek. We love Star Trek. We are not here to get over on Star Trek. We're here to get Star Trek over to steal something from our friends at the New Force Order. Shout out to them. So, Big JDE, how are you doing, my friend? Brother, I am so good right now. Yesterday was Monday. We had our last meeting with our kids for the year. We had Christmas with them. We did a night. Uh, one of our church providers provided a nice Christmas dinner, some ham, green bean casserole, homemade cornbread, all kinds of stuff. And it was really great. Uh, we played some games. And then uh, another church provider gave all of our kids presents that were just over the top. And it was awesome. Oh, that's great. To be able to provide these kids a Christmas when some of them weren't going to have one. And they got stuff that they asked for and everything they asked for from this church. It was amazing to be able to be a part of that, to help share that. So I'm already on a high, even though I have to do paperwork for the end of the year, because my <laughs> end of the year is tomorrow. So I've got to get all that That's stuff awesome. done. But man, what a better way to break up the uh, day of doing things than talking with the uh, uh, the Dippin' Donuts master, <laughs> the, man, the man with the plan, the ultimate star trek fan oh, uh, i don't know about Triple that. D as a, you know so i mean i get to have a good day i've had a good day yesterday a good day today yeah. and i'm just looking forward to talking some of this news and discovery oh, and uh you know these last two episodes were great um and and so it, it's just it's good and then after tomorrow i'm going to spend 10 days at my parents house and on the lake in east texas so Beautiful. i mean it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a good christmas all the family's gonna get together and awesome. we're having a good time. So that's kind of where we're at with everything. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So that's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? How's your, your, uh, oh, week been since we last oh talked? boy, it has been insanely busy. Uh, things have been picking up at the store because, you know, holidays, everybody wants, uh, gift cards. Got people coming over the houses. So they want donuts, coffee, people, are lazy, they don't feel like cooking, so guess what? Come dipping donuts, they get lunch, they get breakfast, they get everything. So and uh we've been uh we've been going crazy as as my phone's going off in the background here. As <laughs> hey, gotta make that money, bro. Make that Dude, money, bro. How how professional is that? What a fucking asshole I have for that before. But uh no, bro, so you, you run a fucking mil- like million dollar business selling donuts. <laughs> no, you're, no, good. No, no. you're good. No, it's been, it's been good. Today was a, uh, t- today was a long and crazy day today, but you know what though? I'm smiling because you know what? Hey, you know, you got to get it while you can and that's it. So yeah, totally. But, but I am excited here to talk some Star Trek with you because yes. I've been chomping at the bit after watching the two episodes of Discovery and they were so good. 
So I yes. can't wait to get into that. Yes, yes. All I can say preview-wise is I am the guardian of forever. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, that was so great. All oh, right, but let's great. hey, before we get into Discovery, then let us start with our news. We have a bunch of news this week to kind of get into, lots of stuff about shows and movies. So let's take a moment. Let's uh let's blow the bosun's whistle and get ready for some news. Sounds good to me. All right, so our first news story today that we're going to be looking at is going to be, uh, it's a big one, actually, as a matter of fact. We are looking at the story that says Chris Pine is ready and hopeful to return to Star Trek, especially if Quinn Tarantino's plan of making an R-rated intergalactic space saga comes to fruition. This really? Comes from, yeah, so this comes from Comic Book News um, in the article. Um, they had a sit down with him because he was obviously Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out, and he's in there as Steve Trevor. He's doing some press for it, and they asked him about it. And he says he hasn't read a script at all, but he really wants to come back and do it, especially if Tarantino's involved. But he also has said in other interviews that he wants to do he, – he feels that, that the Kelvin timeline has a future, and it needs a future. Yeah, no, it There is. needs to be more. And so, you know um, – you know, and so he's. It sounds like you know, because I've, I've been seeing a lot of interviews with him about this. He's using the Wonder Woman platform to keep Star Trek Kelvin timeline the movies alive. So Triple D, couple things. First, how do you feel about the continuation of the Kelvin timeline? And two, how smart is Chris Pine using this Wonder Woman platform to keep Star Trek movies alive? Dude, I am. I want to see more of the Kelvin timeline. I recently watched uh, a couple. I watched Star Trek the reboot, and then uh, Star Trek it was Beyond, correct? Mm-hmm. So I watched those two, and um, it was they were. I was like, man, I was like, it's done so well. I mean, Chris Pine and Carl Urban as 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 uh, as uh, Bones and Kirk were really good. Uh, Zachary Quaino did a, you know, he, listen. To me, I love Ethan Peck as Spock from Discovery, mm-hmm. but Zachary Quinto killed it as Spock, mm-hmm. and I, I'm beginning to get into that character. I want to see more from the Kelvin timeline. I love the ship, the technology, everything with that. Let's continue that. And Chris Pine is a genius. Chris Pine wants to do Star Trek because Chris Pine knows that Star Trek is a money-making franchise, and he knows if he can get Tarantino to direct this, I mean, how much money? I mean, they're gonna be printing money for God's yeah. sakes. Yeah. You know, like a streaming service like Hulu, Netflix, HBO Plus, they're definitely gonna latch onto this and they're definitely gonna do something with it. And I mean, it's gonna make Boku fucking money big time. True. Because, and I mean yeah, yeah that's I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. That they... and then and then plus you got the merchandising as well, too. Yeah. T shirts, hats, action figures. I mean, there's the money just you can print it. So uh, t- to me, that's that's smart because, and also too, that's going to get the Star Trek fans into Wonder Woman as well, because the Star Trek. I mean, a lot of Star Trek fans are comic book fans, mm-hmm. but the few that aren't, that kind of you know, are kind of like not warm to the movies, they're going to want to see it because they're going to see oh wow, you know, Pine is still rooting for Star Trek. He's still a Trekkie, you know. Let's go watch Wonder Woman 84, which I want to see, which looks to be a really good movie. So yeah. 
Yeah, you know? no, that's that's probably our plan. We're probably going to go mm-hmm. see it in theaters uh, as a fam, you know, so this week. Here's so. the thing: our theaters open in Texas right now. Yes, you can okay. go. You can go to theaters here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, as a matter of fact, I know people who've done it, and they said they've gone um, and <laughs> they've had the whole theater to themselves. Wow. You, know? you know, so you can go. They're there and they're open. It's just a matter of. What which ones are open and which ones can you go to and and you know obviously if you go uh, there are social distancing rules and things mm-hmm. like that oh yeah um, you know but uh, for the most part you can go and, and do your things because yeah. um, Governor Abbott has said no oh, shutdowns here actually Johnny I gotta I gotta I gotta dive off for one second I'll be right okay. back okay bro all right all right bro and so as we sit here and wait while Triple D is on the phone. I'm going to give you a live play-by-play. No, I'm joking. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to start uh, with our next point here. Um, The next point that we're going to be discussing is that there is a new book out called The Art of Discovery by Paula M. Block and Terry J. Erdman. It's a hardcover book that costs $49.95, published by Titan Books. It's 200 pages that were released on December 8th. Now, this covers... All the art, storyboards, designs, custom, everything that they did for Discovery. So uh, I don't know if you've seen pictures or arts or stills or even seen some of the show uh, from the designs of the ships and everything along those lines. This covers all of that in 208 pages. So if you uh, love Discovery, you love the look, the design, the art of everything, man, what a great way to have something on your coffee table to really come to it. it. I've seen some pictures of it. It is a beautiful book for every Star Trek fan in your life. It is a great way to have something really cool and to show off some great art. Um, you know, as we've said last time, and, and as we've said a few times before, when some of these art books come out, they are incredible. Whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, any kind of sci-fi genre, it all begins with the art and the people who do it. Those things, man, just blow creativity out the water. So it's important to understand that we get a we get to see the origin of those things. So as Triple D is making his way back, and he has no, I apologize. no he's, he, hadn't, he has no clue what I said the whole time. <laughs> you're you're burying no. me. I heard you talking. About, I heard you talking about discovery. No. Uh, yeah, I was talking about the our next point, which is the art of discovery book uh, that just released. How how it's a beautiful book showing the art of discovery, how they came up okay. with design for the ships and uniforms, creatures. Um, we've seen a lot of very unique things from these last three seasons of Discovery, and uh, it's two hundred eight pages for forty nine ninety five mm-hmm. to cover. Just you know everything that they use to build uh, the universe of Discovery, Beautiful. and so yeah, no, it looks great. I've seen pictures of it. It's just um, you know I was saying it's a great gift to have to give somebody who loves Star Trek. Um, and so, uh, but we'll go ahead and move on past that because it's just it's it's an art book. We've talked about those before, um, but that's just another gift idea. If you need a last minute thing, go to Amazon, go to book, Barnes and Noble. Um, go to your local bookstores and pick up something for that Trek fan in your life. Mm-hmm. So the next big thing we want to talk about, um, Triple D, have you watched any of the Orville at all? I have not. Okay. The Orville, I don't know if – I've seen it. It's great. You know, it was mm-hmm. on Fox for two seasons. It is um, 
It is basically Seth MacFarlane's take on Star Trek. And it's actually very good. It's very, oh, honest. you know, I mean, it's incredible. The designs they do for it are great. Um, they've actually started season three of Discovery, uh, or the Orville, I mean, I'm sorry. And um, it went, they were going to, they had started it last March, but everything went on lockdown. And as of December, uh, December of this year, they started back with season three. And this time it's no longer under the Fox banner, but they're put it under Hulu. And oh, wow. so, so this year, this means they get more freedom. Um, they are allowed to kind of maybe do maybe an act, you know, a little bit longer um, episodes or do some different things. They don't have the constraints of Fox's, you know, Fox has to adhere to the networks or things yeah. along those lines. So they don't have to deal with all that. So it'll be interesting to see what they go forward. It was a very funny show, but mm -hmm. at the same time, too, very well written. Very, you know, some people are saying this is what Trek should be. Um, it, I don't know. I've seen it. I really liked it. It's, it's. I would, I would say it's a little bit Trek meets Galaxy Quest. Is how I okay. would you know, oh, wow. okay. describe it. Um, except, you know, the people in it know that they're a part of the Space Federation mm -hmm. and everything like that. It was very well done. So, um, since you haven't seen it, you know, which you can, I think you can see it on Hulu. Because um, that's where I would watch it. It was on Hulu. Um, so, Triple D, you haven't seen um, the Orville. But how do you feel like a, of a show like this? That there's some humor involved. It's a little bit serious, but it's a different take on Star Trek. But I mean, it is Star Trek, but just not Star Trek in that way. No, it's awesome. I mean, good for Seth MacFarlane, who has always been a big Trekkie and uh, was in the was an enterprise had a couple cameos in, in enterprise can't say that for star wars <laughs> can't say that for star wars no but uh but i mean obviously you can tell that his first love is star trek obviously with something like the orville how it's similar to trek so you know i'm all for it. and you know what maybe you know maybe this will be a model that the writers for trek will look at be like, hmm, this is gaining a lot of steam, a lot of popularity. It's got some humor, it's got some seriousness in it. It's pretty good. You know, let's try to get away from being so serious all the time. And that's yeah. one, and that's one thing I liked about this 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 season of Discovery. There's been a lot more humor in this season. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been all doom and gloom like it was for the first two seasons of Discovery, how how bad it was. And I like that. I really do like that. And it makes it makes it more enjoyable because you know you're not just you know just totally just oh my god, oh my god, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen? You know who's going to die? It's it's a little bit more. You know you can breathe, you can relax, you can enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and the, and I think lower decks shows that the obviously Star Trek can can work with humor. Oh um, God, yeah. You know, I mean that that it's it's not so serious that you, you know, oh my God, the humor doesn't belong. I, I think there's been many episodes that have been very humorous mm -hmm. um, that come along. And uh, that's where, you know, people they, who want to take their Star Trek seriously, I think it's where you kind of go back and look at it and go, no, no, look at the, all these episodes that had a great amount of humor and, and joy. And that, that made us really like it because Oh, it yeah. develops the characters, and and I think it stretches writers, so they're not always stuck in the same rut. Yeah, they throw a wrench into things and do that aspect of it as yeah. well. I mean, so, 
I mean, look at the, the original series. Almost, almost every single episode of the original series has some sort of of, of humor in it, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Like I, once again, you know, one one of the best lines ever in in, a, in the Star Trek is when, you know, they they got the <laughs> McCoy's got you know McCoy's uh, you know with with that with with the one alien, she's ready to give birth to a baby, and she she is the only one that will. She's she's will only allow McCoy to touch her, and they have to climb up that hill. And Kirk's like, "Oh, give me your hand." No, McCoy. And Kirk, no, McCoy. And then McCoy's pushing her up the hill. McCoy's like, "Damn it, Jim! I'm a doctor, not not an escalator." You know, I mean, that's I mean, that, I mean <laughs> that's that's that that's priceless. I mean, yeah. that's that's forever. And it t- and it launched so many things. Damn it, yeah. Jim. I'm a doctor, not a pool boy. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah. You know, people throwing random things in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, and I think that's really the thing that makes Star Trek unique is how it can stretch things with humor, with drama, mm-hmm. with horror. Uh, I mean, you know, we've seen episodes where it was a horror based episode. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's, I think that that's a great thing about Star Trek is you, can, even though it's classified as sci fi, it, it's not confined. There's drama. There's mm-hmm. there's humor. There's horror. There's you name it. Any kind of genre can really be put into it and be oh, done yeah. in a very good way. So I think having the Orville just really helps bring people towards Star Trek rather than detract people from it. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, so the next story we want to talk about is uh, the screenwriters for Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie said they had so much fun with Kirk writing it. So um, three wow. years ago, when they talked, when is that Quentin Tarantino pitched a Star Trek movie to J.J. Abrams, um, it generated, of course, buzz and Paramount and Patrick Stewart and William Shatner wanted their part in it. Uh, they kind of talked, we veered away from it, but they did say that it kind of was going to be like Pulp Fiction in space mm. and supposed to be R-rated Um Movie tied to the classic monster theme Star Trek episode, a piece of the action. Oh, you know? that, that's it. That, that, that's it. Yeah. It's, I mean, a piece of the action to me is quintessential, one of the greatest Star Trek episodes ever. Yeah. Planes, I mean, it is. It's good. It, yeah. It, it's awesome. And if you are able to basically make a movie out of that, like how they took, you know, Khan from the original series, made that into a movie, I, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, and here's that. It'll be it'll be great, and yeah, it'll, it'll have the violence and stuff in it. But I don't think it's gonna be over the top, you know, where you're gonna see freaking, you know, the guts and intestines all over the, the Enterprise. It's not gonna yeah. be anything like that, you know. But but once again, with space and everything else, you see they did a little bit in Next Generation, a little bit in Discovery, where 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 a ship crashes or a ship is like, you know getting the shit kicked out of it. People were being thrown all over the bridge. Yeah. People are going to get cut up. There's going to be stuff sticking out of people and stuff. You know, I mean, that's, you just got to take it, you know, you yeah. gotta take a little, a little bit of grotesque violence, a little bit of gore, but bring it on. <coughs> I am. We saw I, that in beyond with, uh, when oh, you know, yeah. Spock, Spock had that piece of metal. Stuff yeah. He, you Spock know, got fucking shanked. You know, he Spock had shanked. And, that was a great. That was a great scene, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, it's a, It's just bring it on. 
I hope and pray to God that they do it because yeah. let me tell you something. This will crush any fucking Star Wars movie that comes out with it. Oh, yeah. Plain and simple. <clears throat> to have Tarantino behind it. I mean, oh, they, yeah. It's going to be a Kirk episode because they said he loved playing Kirk because it was like, they said it's Kirk is Shatner and um, and that, you know, he's playing Shatner and they love Pine as Shatner because it's like, or Pine as Kirk because it's Shatner with a touch. Um, mm-hmm. They also said, um, you know, the whole timeline thing, they were they were kind of struggling with it a little bit. But could it work? And they, they um, which once uh, Carl Urban called the idea bananas about the Tarantino project. But the idea being that there could be split off universes and, you know, from the prime universe. And actually, as a matter of fact, Tarantino cited yesterday's enterprise as an example of a Star Trek episode that could work. As yeah. A Why not? Which, which that next generation episode uh, was a great episode. You it know? was a, it was a great, it was a great episode. It and really was. And so and what about deep space nine? Oh God. Don't even get me started on something. You know, else. I mean, sir, I mean that that's, it's like, listen, it can work. The only the only issue is, though, you can't have Shatner play Kirk because Shatner's gonna be 90, 90 years old. Ninety years old. You know, you gotta have somebody that looks like him and sounds like him to basically play that that character. If if you're gonna do like the mirror universe, if you can do something like that, where you're gonna bring in, you're gonna blend the, the timelines in together. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth. Uh, I don't see. I can't really think. I mean, you got to bring in Keith Lee to to play. <laughs> to play. <laughs> shout out! Uh, shout, shout out! Shout out! Ben Hamin. Yeah. Um, I got. I just gotta say this. I was listening to Master Chief Theater, and Hamin was talking about how Io Shirai jumped off the cage with the garbage can on her right. head, and and he goes, "Imagine Keith Lee, and we have a new race of." People, meat, garbage, can, head. <laughs> uh, it was it was four a.m. in the morning, and I am die. I was dying laughing when I heard that. Shout out Ben Hameen, yeah. uh, Steve Richards, Vince Russo, uh, <laughs> Russo's brand on Patreon. Uh, so, but I mean, that's that sounds fucking mental. I, I hope. I hope they can get this project underway because I think this would probably be, this would be the shot in the arm that the movie franchise needs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, obviously, this is the small screen product, CBS All Access, that's firing on all cylinders. They got it going on, and I and I am excited to see the George O series where mm-hmm. Discovery goes and Picard and Lower Decks. I am, yeah. and even with the. Uh, uh, Chris Christopher Pike series too as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. So I am excited for that, and now to have the movie franchise back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's, here comes Star Trek. You know. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so speaking of uh, lower decks, that goes to our next topic. Um, Mike McMahon, the showrunner for Lower Decks, uh, he talks a little bit about season two changes and why Picard likely won't ever appear. So he gave some updates. He, he, he let us know that, um, you know, they're working on the next season. They've seen some things. Obviously, spoiler alert, uh, there's going to be some new sidekicks. There's going to be new, some new characters because mm-hmm. some people come and go. 
Um, and so uh, different bridge crew. Um, we might see some more Jonathan Frakes uh, as Riker. Um, yeah. And because, uh, of course, one of the characters transfers to the Titan. I won't say which one. Uh, so we can mm -hmm. see more of that. But because of that, they're definitely saying they probably won't be seeing Picard because with Patrick Stewart doing Picard, they don't want to conflict it with anything like that. And, um, you know, so they've kind of said they're going to steer away from Picard being in the series. But Riker being there is going to be uh, more likely than not. Yeah, so, but, but I mean, are they going to have Riker, though, and Picard, though? you got to have Riker and Picard. We'll see. That's the question. Right? I mean, I mean, if, if you don't... I mean, I get if you don't want to cross the streams, but cross the fucking streams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, I, which, hey, this this is their decision. They're choosing to make it. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I, I'm not the showrunner, but it makes sense because yeah. Riker is on, you know, one of the characters is on Titan now. So Riker's going to be more involved yeah. um, in, in that asset because they're on Riker's ship. So, um, you know, at this point, Picard's an admiral and he's doing other things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, so I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, let's... I would see that focus on why more that being that is. So yeah, you know, so that's so they so it's definitely looking interesting. So Triple D season two of uh, of Lower Decks. Excited? Not excited? What are you thinking? Fuck yeah, I'm excited. What's better? What's better than Star Trek? More fucking Star Trek. Sure. Once okay. again, stealing it. Good, good artist. Good artist take. Good artist. Take and make it their own. Yeah. I'm making it my own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, but no, I am so excited to see uh what they're gonna do for season two, how they're gonna tie everything in, the tie-in, the Cerritos with Riker, Troy, obviously, Mariner, her mom. I mean, and I obviously Boilermer, Boiler, what's what's gonna happen with him? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I am excited and yeah. Once again, I enjoyed the last uh, it was the last four episodes of Lower Decks. It really came into its own. Yeah. Really came into its own. So I am excited to see what's in store for season two. Yeah, sounds like a lot. It sounds like they've got some really good stuff planned for it. And so uh, kind of tying in with where things are going to our next story, David Cronenberg, a.k.a. Kovic, um, has they've kind of talked to him a little bit about where he's going. Uh, but it's also been rumored that he is going to be back for season four of Discovery. So oh. we're not done with him. So to kind of tie in what we're talking about today, he does make an appearance in, in what we're talking about today. But the Section 31 guy, which is everybody what they're calling him, he's, he's you know, assumes, assuming to be the, the Section 31 guy. Um, mm -hmm. But he's, he's, he's talked about how much he enjoys this role, how much he's, like, just really – Kind of they they've been delighted. Kurtzman and them have been delighted to have him on it. Um, he's just killed it as doing that, and so much so that he's coming back for season four, which mm -hmm. you know, as you know, they're in production. So, yeah. uh, so I to me, this has been one of the low key, really great characters oh, from yeah. this season. Um, not doesn't have a ton of screen time, kind of in the background, but very very cool, very mm -hmm. very um, you know, very very neat in the sense of. He's not on there a lot, but when he's on there, very captivating and very cool. So, mm -hmm. Triple D, Kovic, coming back, season four, David Cronenberg. What are your thoughts? Bring it on, baby. Section 31. I want to see what Section 31 is all about now mm -hmm. in, in the 31st century to see exactly. 
what section 31 is doing in in 31 that's oh, oh yeah 31 and 31 are they yeah. trying to tell us something fucking maybe maybe fucking illuminati fucks in star trek no. yeah no, but i mean i think the interesting thing is you know post burn how does this how does this exactly work? you know because section 31 their mandate has always been to protect basically to protect the federation yeah that's how they see it that they they take this small section from the treaty and they use it as this broad ranging scope to protect mm -hmm. and do the dirty work for the federation and so um, and they really, and I mean, we saw that really expand in DS9, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and then later on in Enterprise, we see, mm -hmm. you know, how they take off and how they do um, so much. And so it's important, I think, for us to kind of see this aspect of it. And then I think it's really neat that we have, but that is still around in the 31st century, you know, mm -hmm. that as long as there's a federation, there's a section 31. And, oh, um, hold, hold on for a second. So you mean tell me that it's surprising to see that a big government still has a rogue uh, intelligence agency running it? Yeah, that's well, not yeah. going to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously history continues. To work, so, <laughs> oh, always you know, does. Always, you know. So that's, but that's that's the thing is that it's. I think it 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 brings that level of intrigue that sometimes we need with Star Trek too. You know, it's just mm -hmm. another form of Star Trek. You know, which. Um, you know, we you know, later on uh, we'll talk about it, but we already know there's going to be a Section 31 show, yeah, and that's that's going to be cool. I think to see Section 31 because we see them as kind of the bad guys a little bit in DS9 and a little bit in Enterprise that they're, they're super shady and not, you know, you know they they will do unscrupulous things, but where did that come from and who are these people and like what are they actually doing? You know, mm -hmm. that's what they show, but what is it they're actually uh, doing? You know, so I think it's really I, neat. I I kind of you know I kind of have I kind of have an, I, I kind of have a theory that's percolating in my mind right now. Okay. So okay. so section 31 show. George O. Mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't about uh 34th century section 31. This is about section 31 from the beginning mm -hmm. because as we're going to find out where Jojo was sent, mm -hmm. this could be the makings of it and how it was formed and why it is so just cutthroat mm -hmm. as an organization. You're right. So I'm hoping that my theory comes true because if it does, once again, I am all knowing all wise and it would be just unbelievable. And I think it would probably be the easiest way to try to, you know, merge the shows into one, I think. so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be very neat. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So our next story, uh, Tommy, Tiny Lister, uh, a.k.a. Zeus, if, if some of you remember him in wrestling that way. Uh, Zeus. He, exactly. He passed away at 62 on December 14th. 2020. Now, why is that on Star Trek? Well, it's because he has a Star Trek tie. He mm -hmm. was on Star Trek Enterprise in the very first episode as the giant Klingon who mm -hmm. landed on Earth, crash landed on Earth. Yeah. The humans helped get him back to the Klingon Empire to stop a civil war. And mm -hmm. so, uh, so he has a very important 
actually Star Trek tie-in. Yeah. Being on the show um, and and playing this gigantic Klingon, which, by the way, Kurtzman, if you need a gigantic Klingon, don't forget our boy, Lance Archer. Well, yeah, what the fuck? I mean... You got... It, hold, hold on for a second. So we got Lance Archer as a giant Klingon. Yeah. Cody Rhodes as playing some Starfleet captain. Brandy Rhodes, you know, being... You know, helping him out or something else. Shivani is an admiral. Mm-hmm. And then how about this one? Okay. There is a female competitor on AEW. Mm-hmm. She is probably one of the best cosplayers in professional wrestling. She wrestled a match as Spock. And she did the whole she did the whole hand gimmicks, everything else too. She's one of the librarians, Leva Bates. Mm-hmm. I can see her in in the science department and in, in the science section as as a doctor or as a ship surgeon, yeah. you know, because she has a whole aura about her. Mm-hmm. So, to the AEW uh, to the AEW people listening out there, hey, Leva Bates, come on the show. Yeah, let's talk some yeah. Star Trek. Let's talk some Star Trek. Let's hey, let's let's get these people booked. Hey. Exactly. Kurtzman, listen up, man. We got yeah. that going. We have look AEW. We've just given you a whole bunch of things Here. to use the AEW talent mm-hmm. to make a kick-ass Star Trek, exactly. uh, you know, a series or add I them mean, in. Yeah, maybe maybe they show up on Section Thirty-One. I don't know. Maybe they show up on the Pike episodes. Yeah, um, you have built-in talent. I mean, these guys can already act. They know their characters. And obviously, they love Star Trek, and they're going to take it seriously, and they're really going to put forth a good effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, look, look. I mean, and Cody Rhodes already has a real look what he did on Arrow. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, he, he played great on that. So, but we do want to make sure we we do the Genesis send off to Tommy Lister uh, for his work in Enterprise and just mm-hmm. all the different things and movies and TV shows that he did. Uh, great small scene in uh, Batman, the dark Knight, where he's on the boat. Um, they, they're, he's on the criminal boat and they want to blow up the other boat with innocent people. And he takes that. He goes, I'm going to do what you should have done the first time. And he takes the thing and throws it out and sits down for the detonator. You know, just a great scene. He was, when he was on screen, you gravitated to him. Mm-hmm. And from everything I've read about him when he was on set, just incredible man, very kind, very um, appreciative of the work that he was able to do. Yeah. So, you know, we give that Starfleet Genesis send off mm-hmm. um, to Tommy Tiny Lister for, especially for playing a great Klingon. Oh, on yeah. The very, very, and the very first episode of Enterprise. So, yeah. Very cool with that. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, our next one. Triple D, we're going a little uh, modern uh, hot button topic here. About are you, these, are uh, you trying to break me seriously? Are you, I, are you trying maybe, to get me riled up? Maybe. I, I want, I'll, so, you know, I, I'm sure that we get our greatest into, you know, listening when people hear you rant. So I'm going to exactly give you right, right here. Yeah. So on December 14th at Boston University, epidemiologists have said the creation of some COVID-19 vaccines is like Star Trek. You know, so as we're dealing with the COVID-19 cases um, and Moderna, you know, talking about Moderna's China's 94.1 efficiency rate, uh, one method used to create the vaccine, Boston University uh, epidemiologist Dr. Benjamin Linus said, it's like Star Trek. No one has ever made vaccines this way before. The potential to rip out new vaccines is incredible. All you do 
is sequence the virus, come up with a snippet of RNA, and then you're off to the races. So, Triple D, how do you feel about this, about this guy praising the fact that we're messing with DNA, which, by the way, there's a new strain apparently out now of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as these mm-hmm. uh, uh, things go out, as soon mm-hmm. as these vaccines go out, we've got all this kind of stuff. But the mm-hmm. guy taking, saying this is a lot like Star Trek, how do you feel about someone who takes Star Trek and applies it to things like uh, this COVID pandemic? That's why I'm never getting the fucking vaccine, okay? <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, obviously, I know on one of the old episodes of the, of the podcast, where I was doing uh, a solo episode I did on the Mark of Gideon, where I basically kind of compared it to what was going on today. And now, okay, I mean, I, that's great that he used Star Trek, you know, as, as a reference for the vaccine and stuff. But it's just, to, to me, you know, I get it that, this is new and exciting, and it's this efficiency rate, this efficiency, but you're messing with RNA, which has never been done before. And we're almost like it's almost like we're playing God here with a lot of things. And that was one thing in Trek. Trek never touched, even when in an episode of Next Generation, where where you had Riker and Dr. Pulaski had clones made of themselves, they destroyed the clones because they're like you don't play God, you don't create life like that. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's really not Star Trek because Star Trek never touched, dived into that. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, it's, it's very, very, I know people are saying, well, you know, Dimitri and all, uh, come on, you know, it's the new, you know, it's, it's this, it's that. It's like, you don't understand. When I start hearing those words, it's like, oof. Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know. We even see in Star Trek, of course. Um, let's take the famous, most famous example, Khan, genetically yeah, engineered exactly. human, and that was outlawed. And it was, yeah. you know, you can no longer do that kind of stuff. Uh, Stamets in Discovery technically is illegal because he was genetically modified. Yes, he was. You know, so technically he's an outlaw as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, we see that when that does happen, genetically modified things are considered illegal in. The Federation. Yeah. And so, therefore, uh, we saw it in Deep Space Nine with Bashir mm-hmm. and, you know, the other gen- genetically modified humans. Those are some great episodes. Where those oh, guys those are great there. episodes. Yeah. But yeah. still, it's saying that, yes, they are genetically modified, but they still are useful. But the fact of the matter is it's illegal. Mm-hmm. It's illegal to do. So that's the point of it is Star Trek does have a stain on it and that genetic manipulation is, you know, not a yeah. good thing. It, that yeah. it, if the Federation, which is on the bleeding edge of science and discovery and technology, if they think genetic manipulation is wrong, then obviously it's not something we should be messing with. Period. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, you know, and, yeah. and that's that's what we see in Star Trek. And so to me, that's counterproductive mm-hmm. to say, oh, this is like Star Trek when we do this, because every no Star Trek veer away from genetic manipulation yeah anytime we saw it they were like nope this is not what we want to do so you know i i understand what the guy's trying to do because he wants to make it look all modern and cool Mm -hmm. knowing that star trek is behind it but really you know i think this is this is a lot like um people who take bible verses and try to make it fit their own thing which by the way i'm a huge 
hater of. You know, uh, you know, don't yeah. even get, you know, that'll get me exactly. on my preaching yeah. box and I'll get going forever when people like mm-hmm. say stuff like God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Uh, bullshit. Yeah. God gives you more than you can handle because he wants to see you come to him exactly. and then he takes care of it for you. You know, mm-hmm. in our weakness, as it says in scripture, in our weakness, he is made strong. So that's why he gives you more than you can handle so mm-hmm. that he can be proven. You know, anyway. All right. Sorry. I'm preaching. I don't need to preach. <laughs> no, no, it's OK. Guess what? Yeah. Hey, doctor from Boston University, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hey, and Joel Osteen for getting $4.4 million for, from the government, go fuck yourself too. Exactly. And I don't say that very lightly. You know I don't curse very often. I know, I know, I know you don't. Yeah. But no, so, but no, but I mean, but I mean, this guy, what he did, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. He can go fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah. Go he wanted and he wouldn't open the church up to 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 the to the hurricane, victim from Houston for hurricane. Floods, yeah, all that fuck, kind of stuff. Fuck him. Yeah. And uh let's say up here by my place, Kenneth Copeland. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> we're just we're just motherfucking everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, all those all oh those my God. guys go, you know, who make millions of dollars. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck the only them. one who I'm not gonna say that to is Rick Warren. The guy is only living off 10% of what he makes. Okay. Um, and and then he donates his church salary back to the church. So and then off of his book sales, he's only living off 10% of his book sales. Uh 90% he gives away. So Rick Warren, I say pat on the back for you. Every other TV preacher who makes millions of dollars. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I did it to break you, and I guess I broke myself. You broke you yourself. Know? You broke I yourself. Broke See? Ah, ribs on you, motherfucker. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh my God. we got a couple more for us today. A couple more stories. One, this is going to be a good one. Triple D, I picked it because I love it. It is uh, that John Delancey, aka Q, he may return to Star Trek. Um, he's been hinting. You should at- return to Star Trek. He's he's one of the, he's one of the best characters he's, there he's is. Cute. He's cute. He's cute. And that there may be coming in because he did appear. Um, you know, of course, he's been in Next Generation. He's been mm-hmm. in lots of other things, episodes, uh, Voyager. He did make an appearance this year on Lower Decks. Yes, he did. It, which was hilarious. There was like, oh, you go run off and do something else. Or yeah, exactly. Come out of card. But Actually, hold, hold on for a second, John. I got to turn okay. my lights on. Okay. <laughs> oh, so Triple D is having some fun tonight. So, all MSG. right. Yeah, MSG's she's gonna. Be she's gonna love this show. He's gonna be like, <laughs> "You guys went off the fucking rails." Yeah, he did. So, so, but here's the question: He's hinting at it. Is it gonna be for Picard? As we know, Picard's got a season two coming. It should. It should. I mean, it should, why it not? should be for Picard. It should be for Picard. Sh- and, yeah, and and he should be like Jean Luc. I didn't want to come and disturb you. Okay, when I wanted you to figure out stuff on your own. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of how I want to see it. Yeah, you know, I'd be like, I'm still testing humanity because obviously, obviously, you guys want to kill all artificial life forms, sentient beings. So humanity is still on trial for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of how I want to see him come in. And obviously, Picard needs a little bit of levity in it. It was a little mm. serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and 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 John John Delancey played that part so well. Oh yeah, uh, and was such a great character. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that he kept coming back, coming back, and you know, the fact that he's not in a ton of episodes, but the episodes that he in are memorable. Everybody oh, remembers those episodes. Yeah. And so, you know, to me, I think 
I think especially with this next season of Picard, if you don't have MSQ in Picard, antagonizing Picard the whole time, I think it's like, are you even a Star Trek writer? Come on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's it, it's rights itself that it comes that he comes in and bug even at his Picard's older age that he bugs him and you know <laughs> does those kind of things to him because you know he would love it. So yeah, well, yeah, and then you could have Q be like, just like you, Picard. I can age as well. And then he snaps his finger and he's got the gray hair. It goes from black to gray. Yeah, that that would be something funny, you know. That would be great. Yeah, that would be very great. All right, so there is. uh, So uh, where did that? I have two more stories for us. Holy Uh, shit! (laughs) Yeah, well, this one and one more. I know. We've had a lot of news this week. No, no, no. This is hilarious, though. My God, there's. I I can't believe there's this much news. Yeah. So, so okay. So apparently, just for funs and giggles, shits and giggles. Apparently, you can get a. Uh, 2020 Star Trek official Star Trek face shield. It says property of U.S. Discovery on it, and a red, it has a red alert thing on it, and it's a clear oh. face shield. That's funny. But yeah. also... That, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fucking mark, but I'm not that big of a mark. Yeah, but you are going to be a mark for this. There are whiskey decanters oh. that, that they've just come out with. Um, it is... Uh, let me see. I have to... I put the wrong uh, link on it here, but it is really cool. You of all people, I figured would love it okay. um, because it is. Uh, What's the site? Uh, let me see here. It's from the same people from the last time that I um, that had oh. the. Di- oh, Toink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which which I did get the plates. Yeah. The plates are very nice. Oh. I mean, I I still haven't. I still haven't used them yet because I gotta stop being lazy and I gotta put them in my dishwasher. <laughs> but you know, I, I will say they um, they're very nice. The quality of them is good, and I'm very very happy with it. So yeah, no, it, it looks um, so. It is definitely oh oh. I just saw it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they have. They have dec- they have a decanter, the whiskey decanter. Uh, they've got, of course, everybody's seen the pizza cutters. Um, mm-hmm. That is the Star Trek Enterprise. There is some. Uh, they also have the shuttle. Uh, it looks like some shuttle slippers, mm-hmm. and they even get. Uh, you, uh, for those of you who haven't seen, Triple D's got a gator that is a Star Trek gator. You know, that's and he says he's got yellow, blue, and red. They also make. Um, bathrobes that are oh yellow. yeah I did see the bathrobes yeah so you know so there's lots of like things that have just been released um, from Toynik that has just come out with these uh, different you know things but the thing that really caught my eye that I was like okay I want to give you a good one for this is the whiskey whiskey decanter set it's a mm-hmm. five whiskey decanter set um, that just looks really actually looks really beautiful. It really is a beautiful decanter set. Really, yeah. Is. Which I'm not. I don't drink. I don't drink, so I, it does nothing for me. But I was like, I know you like that whiskey, and so I do like the whiskey. I do. It looks really good. You know, I, I was thinking, you know what? Maybe if he got a whiskey decanter, and then he did a, you know, did one of the bourbon tasting show uh, podcasts with Doctor Ted, <laughs> uh, have that on there with him doing that. That would actually, be- actually, I got, uh, I just, I just got some new bourbon. I got. Uh, Angels Envy 2019, Old Forester. Obviously, I have Blattens and Bell Mead. So I have quite a few bourbons if we ever want to do like a bourbon Ooh. tasting. 
I can do it with Dr. Ted. There you go. There shout you out, go. shout out the shout out the fucking man beast, Dr. Ted. That's right. Uh, big, big becoming a Trekkie as exactly. I'm a big time Trekkie now. Yeah. After watching uh Wrath of Khan and Star Trek Four The Voyage Home. And Undiscovered Country episodes. Did he watch did, did, did he watch he did watch six? He watched Undiscovered Country. Oh my god. Because, because he posted it and he's watching it. I was like, oh my god, you're gonna love it. Christopher Plummer yeah. as General Chang quoting mm-hmm. Shakespeare and Klingon and just doing his thing was just Yeah, no, I love Star Trek Six. It's is such a good movie. And so yeah. uh, what we, in, in, about Star Trek Six, I know we're going off on tangents, yeah. but I was listening to the opening theme of Star Trek Six, how you hear it, and the minute you hear the opening theme, the way it plays, the Don, it's just how it goes. You know, wow, there's about to be some shit go down in this movie. You can just yeah. tell by the theme. Mm-hmm. It's uh, such a good movie, and to all to all the Star Trek fans out there that haven't seen Star Trek Six, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go watch it. It's a great movie. I mean, it's I great. actually. Star Trek movies, yeah, two and six. Six because the last is the last time you saw the entire cast together to do a movie. Exactly, and it's so sad because they went out with a fucking bang too. Exactly, that was so good. It was great. It was great. It was like I said that yeah, my two and six are my two top two, you know, and it was really good. So um, speaking of kind of bringing things back though. Last story of the day. I just came out today, early last couple days ago. Alexander Siddig, who was uh, Doctor Julian Bashir, and he has expressed interest to play Bashir again. Oh. Um, you know, he he wants to do it. He's kind of craving for it. He's been he's been um, promoting a new um, project called Skylines, and he he's playing a General Radford in the movie, but he's using the press to talk about how much he likes it, um, how much he would want to be a part and back in involved with Star Trek and especially as Dr. Bashir. So um, we're seeing a lot of actors coming back. How, Triple D, would you plug in Alexander Siddig, a.k.a. Dr. Bashir, with the shows we have right now? How do you see plugging him in in some way if you could? I can see him plug. I could plug him into, number one, I could plug him into Picard. You know, being a doctor, mm-hmm. so you can plug him into Picard, like helping Picard out, or you know, being involved with Starfleet Medical, something like that. Also, too, you can put him in lower decks as well, because it's about that same time time frame. Mm-hmm. Or if you really want to get mental, he obviously you can do you can put him in Discovery, where it's his, you know. You know, great, 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 great grandson, mm-hmm. and it looks just like him. Mm-hmm. And sure. you can play, you can play the where he can be an older character too, because don't we? We don't know if he's been young or old, and in, in, in there you can say you all, you know. So you, you can basically plug him in anywhere, and you can plug any of the Star Trek actors into uh, into Discovery by basically having them play the great great ancestor of it. So person I the person I like to see come back to Star Trek would be Robin Curtis. Mm. Savick. Unfortunately, she uh she got a raw deal by a lot of the fans because the mm. fans, you know, I don't know why the fans didn't like her portrayal as, as Savick in Star Trek 3. 
I thought she was great as a, a great ball. I liked her better than Christy Alley. So, 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 so did I. So to, to me, uh, you know, we can go there. Hey, Plaza, uh, take that clip and let's tag, uh, let's tag Robin Curtis in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've been trying, I've, do you, do you know how hard it is to get a hold of Robin Curtis? She doesn't like seriously. I'm like, ready to drive out to Casanova and find her somewhere. Who knows? Do it. Yeah. <laughs> be that weird Star Trek fan. Go do no, that. God, no, no, no. Don't, don't live the stereotype. No, no, no. So, no. you know, and then, so one more one more thing. This, this is like kind of off the cuff a little bit. Uh, you know, we we see a lot of really neat things happening with Star Trek, with the different shows. Um, the stuff they keep building uh, on it. What do you think? So they've already announced Section Thirty One. We have strange, you know, new tales with 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 the Pike Show. We have Discovery going to a season four and beyond. Lower Decks, Picard season two. Mm-hmm. What do you think is their next big thing? That they, I mean, they've dropped two new shows. They've got some. Surely they've got more stuff. What do you think their next big thing is? And then two. Um, how soon till Dr. Ted comes back on to talk about episode you know, about movies two and six? How soon can we do you think we can get him on here? We can, we can probably to answer that question first, our next show, probably because yeah. we, can, we can definitely work it out. So that's a preview of coming attractions. Um, I would probably say the next episode to me, what I would do, there is so much with the movies in between the motion picture to Star Trek two, there's that time where Spock was the captain, the enterprise for 10 years. And well, here's the thing, the motion picture, Kirk takes, takes command over, over the enterprise, mm-hmm. commands the enterprise for five years, goes back into the Admiralty. Spock is then captain for another five years. Kirk leaves the Admiralty because of another Admiral pisses him off. Spock takes command of the Enterprise again for another for another five years, for 10 years. Kirk comes back into the Admiralty because that Admiral is a cocksucker left. Tell that story. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Cast a new Kirk. Mm-hmm. Have, okay. William, have William Shatner put his blessing on the new actor. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. And you have Ethan Peck as Spock. You bring Ethan Peck as Spock on there. You find, and if Carl, if Carl Urban will do Bones, why not bring Carl Urban to, 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 to do McCoy? Mm. Sure. And 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 Sulu, you can get you can get uh, another actor to play Sulu, Uhura. I mean, it's Randy Rose right there. Randy Rose can play Uhura. Yeah, there you go. Why not? Go for it. I, I mean. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, shit. We're here. We're here. We're writing the 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 next series. We're writing it. The Star Trek. So so Alex Kurtzman, Plaja, you can clip this out too, Plaja, and you can you can stitch tag Kurtzman in this too. <laughs> Plaja ain't gonna do shit for us, you know that, right? No, no, no. <laughs> we're not we're not been I mean. No. Uh, I just shout out, shout out Al Plaja, shout yeah. out to all everybody in the Hamid Street team. Love yeah. you guys. You guys are awesome. Right. Everybody. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's where the story is yeah. because when I was reading the autobiography of James T. Kirk, how interesting that was, how, how awesome it would be on the screen where you tell those different stories. Yeah. 
where you tell us like because basically you have the motion picture and then Star Trek two, like Kirk's back to being an admiral. Spock is, I mean, what's Spock is a captain now? Yeah, and he's training. He's training a new crew. He's training crew. I mean, what what happened? Where's that time? Yeah. 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 What was he doing? Where where are they? Where are they going? Yeah, I think that's that's actually probably a great idea to do the next series, something along those lines. Or, you know, do something. Maybe so they'll come up with something completely different. Well, yeah, they could. And and, and there's lots of different timelines to play with. So that's. Oh, God, yeah. So, but we've we've already talked an hour on news and stuff. So let's. let's, Jesus uh, Christ. I know. We're getting. Man, we have given them so much. The fans, we have given you the best of us. We, we have, we have. And the and, worst of us as well. And yeah, <laughs> as, as we MF'd quite a few people today. We, yeah, oh yeah. Oh so, no, we're not holding back. So here's what we're going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, spoiler alert. We're about to give our black alert so that you know we are going to be talking episodes 9 and 10, the Terra Firma Part 1 and 2. We're going to be doing that just now. Here we go. Black alert. All right, so Triple D, first and foremost, two parters in uh, Star Trek. Are you? Are, do you like them or hate them? Oh, I fucking love them. Are you crazy? They're great. I mean, it's awesome. I, I, anybody who says different is a complete moron. I mean, but, I, I was. I mean, I was watching the, the. I had a friend of mine over. She got me a couple of Christmas ornaments, and the Christmas ornaments are from the Menagerie, the two parter oh, from the original series. Yeah. So. We watched part one, the menagerie. Got a little bit of part two, and well, let's just say that my Captain Kirk instincts took over. Okay? Yeah. yeah, baby, yeah. There was so, a judo chop thrown in there. I bet. Huh. Ugh. So, huh. So, Ugh. so we stopped. So we stopped in midway, but she was enjoying it. She goes, "Wow, it's really good." And, and and two parters. You look. You look at any great series. It, it could be every series on, on on television. A two part series is always awesome because of the because what they're, the story they're trying to tell, the overarching story. And this was such a great overarching story where it tied in so many things with Giorgio, the history behind Giorgio. Terra firma, everything. Yeah. In a two-part series. And also, too, brought back an old friend from the original series, which I like seriously, it was like a Road Warrior pop. That's how mm-hmm. fucking hard I pop for it. Agreed. It was unbelievable. Agreed. Yeah. So uh so all right, because so, right, we're I guess we're ready to try and spoil everything. So let's just go into it. Fuck it, do a lot. Do it live. We'll do, do it live. live. We'll do so it live. episodes, episode nine is part one of Terra Pharma. Uh, both, I, honestly, both were great. I mean, just oh, so, yeah. you know, so we see in episode uh, episode nine, we're seeing Giorgio is continuing to suffer this crazy, you know, I guess glitch out is what I would yeah. call it, you know. Oh, big time. And, and so we see the return of Kovic and he's talking with Colbert. And he explains the temporal wars, and and we see this guy um, 
they they he brings up the file of this guy who's a time soldier as they call it and that this guy was he was from the Kelvin universe they reference it because they oh, say yeah he did because they yeah. say you know he, there was an incursion with a mining ship yes, uh, you know yeah. and so it's a direct you know reference to the Kelvin timeline we see that he's and, wearing the TNG kind yeah. of era uniform but that's yeah. you know with the time it's still kind of and, in that you know, you know what? And of course, the fans online had to be fucking assholes about it. Yeah, that's not the Kelvin timeline uniform. Go fuck yourselves, okay? How's that? Just shut would, up. Yeah, just shut up and enjoy the fucking episode, okay? Or they would say, "Oh, that's the wrong up. That's the wrong uniform for you know. That's not the team." It's like, no, oh, no. My, if, no. If you listened to Kovic, he said he's not only he's from a certain time, but he's also from a different timeline. Exactly. And he was the first one to cross over a timeline. And different time, and that he ended up dying, kind of the similar way George knew was. And they said, "You knew." And he's like, "Well, I kind of suspected." You know, kind of doing that Section Thirty One thing of, mm-hmm. you know. And he says a great line: "says Every molecule fights to either go back in time or jump a cosmic divide." And that was what mm-hmm. was happening with her, and that her time is running out. Yeah, you know, and so, um, and so we we see that. She knows that there's something going on and wrong. And so she starts being Karen by, you know, being very aggressive. You know, <laughs> you know she's, 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 I mean, super aggressive. She's fine. She I love to, her. Yeah, she was just like Queen Bee, just super, just aggressive. And like Burnham, telling Burnham to kill her. She's like, my Burnham would have killed me because you'd found it a great honor. You know, I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I'm not your Burnham, you know? And it, and it was just, you know, she's just, Dude, Michelle Yeoh was just oh, she's amazing, epic, epic, epic yeah, epic is epic. the best way I can describe. Yeah. I mean, just you know, she had the way she she hid her hurt, or she would you would see the little bits of pain, but she would hide it. Um, you know, the the things that she would do, and then in these scenes of you know, just she's hiding the emotion that she has by saying, "Just kill me." Um, you know, it would been my great. My Burnham's great honor, mm-hmm. you know, doing those kind of things, showing those kind of things really, I, I, to me, made and it just showed how great of an actress she Oh, yeah. She, I mean, just the range of motions and, you know, the way she would do things, um, you know, um, and just the, the remarks and everything like that. You know, uh, I think it was cool that Colbert. Like he uses him and Kovic are talking, and Kovic is like, "I've told you, there's no thing." And he pulls up the data. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, there's one thing. He's like, "Okay, let's see it." You know, I mean, kind of thing. But we find out it's the sphere data. You know, mm-hmm. um, that the sphere data and um, Zora, as they they kind of call it. You know, it, we know as Zora from later in the short tracks, mm-hmm. um, the computer. Um, it it has some information about an uninhabited planet on the edge of the Gamma Quadrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, no one knows why the computer provided the planet as a place where Georgia is cure, but they have little choice but to go see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, here we see um, Saru is kind of like, well, we can't, you know, I don't want to leave because they're preparing Discovery for... Uh, the Emerald Chain and yeah. military training, um, but Vance actually, uh, Admiral Vance says, "No, go ahead and go try." You yeah. know, you know. So, which was very interesting that because uh, because the Emerald knows, yeah, if he does that for one member of the crew, then 
he'll have the cruise on dying loyalty because he made because he's like, listen, we need to help save this member of the crew. Every crew member is important. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Having that love for the captain, a warrior will fight will fight more for love than for like, you know, for anything else. Yeah. Or fight someone for 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 who they love. And Saru gained the love of everybody on Discovery by going and doing that. Mm-hmm. Saru is shaping up to be like one a really great Starfleet captain. He really is, you know. Mm-hmm. Taking taking he he reverses the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah, or the one to the opposite of that, and mm-hmm. um, which we saw in Star Trek Four. You know where they said you know Kirk would say that about you know because they were talking about him, you know about yeah. Spock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, you know it's very interesting. They get to this planet. It's an icy planet, and it's Burnham and Georgia. They beam down looking for this cure. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I think it was very neat because it coincided when we first met Giorgio and Burnham, they're on the, this um, desert planet and they're walking and it's, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it, I thought it was, it was very, good tie back. very good tie back. Just, you know, it's now this, you know, thing. And then, they're looking for it, and all of a sudden, this guy appears out of nowhere in a doorway. And, <laughs> and the guy—he's wearing a bowler hat, and his name is Carl, and he's Carl, Carl and reading a reading a, a paper. And uh, you know, Carl's my man. Seriously, Carl's great. I, I, his name is Paul Guilfoyle. Uh-huh. He, 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 I don't know if you've watched CSI, the original CSI. Yeah, he, yeah. He was the main like police officer. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's he's great. I like. Oh, he's a great lot. actor. Yeah, great. You know. And he gives, you know, just these cryptic answers and, you know, just kind of like going, no, no, that's not the question. You know, you know, and he's, <laughs> he's doing all these things and he says, what's the door for us for her to go through? And, you know, so- what do you do? What do you do when you see a door? You go through the door. Yeah. But then he had some dad jokes too. It's like, yeah. you know, like the, you, know a, uh, you know, something about a, a clown, you know, holding a door for him and yeah. other stuff like that. It was, it was great, you know, because I'm a, I'm a dad joke guy. So to oh, see, I, that stuff. I love dad jokes too. Yeah, you know, so I, man I beast, love, man beast has some really good dad jokes. Yeah, no, he he's got some good ones. So yeah, he does. I, I loved it. It was great to kind of see that. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's, it was really interesting. And then he says, okay, it's, you know, Burnham wants to go with him. He says, no, it's only for her. And she's, she goes through the door mm-hmm. and then the next thing, you know, where is she? She's back terra firma back in terra firma in the mirror mm-hmm. universe and it's right before they christen the Chiron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so she recognizes she's kind of disoriented at first and then kind of, you know, brings herself together and, and is like, okay, it's the day of the christening of the Chiron. Yeah. Um, and, and she's like, okay. And then we see the lead up to Burnham's betrayal of Giorgio mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and it's just a really interesting thing, you know, because, Giorgio, she's not the same Giorgio that no, Empress. you know, she is, she's trying to do things different this time. And, um, you know, I, I liked, I, for some reason, the mirror universe stuff always is so fun to me. To watch. It is, it, uh, it, it is good because it's the antithesis of what the characters are, mm-hmm. and 
we like heels better than baby faces anyways. Yeah. And it's a heel universe. Yeah, it's a big time heel universe. You know, and so it's great to see that kind of stuff. We see, you know, Giorgio just hold on. Oh, Lance Archer. Heel in the in the mirror universe as a captain of the ISS Enterprise. Oh, there we go. Yes. How about that? That would be great. How about that? Now there you go. That would be great. Kurtzman, get this fucking guy on Discovery in a goddamn mirror universe. Exactly. Actually, that'd be for another great show. Star Trek Mirror Universe. Oh, yeah. Star Trek Mirror Mirror. Mirror Mirror. There we yeah, go. Yeah, because yeah, like that. So, you know, I think, I think, uh, and then from there, we see just the pomp and circumstance, her getting back into that, knowing what's going to happen and trying to do things differently. You know, knowing Lorca's going to betray her, Burn's going to betray her. You know, they go to this opera, she stabs mm-hmm. Damitz. Oh, um, yeah, that was, that was. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Just yeah. she's just going on and all of a sudden whoosh, whack right in the neck. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Just she, straight. She knew badass. exactly what was coming. Yeah, because she knew it was coming. And then yeah. um, you know, of course she of course she has the advantage of knowing some things because mm-hmm. of everything along those lines. We see um lots of interesting things, her interactions. We see her save Saru. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, um uh, after one guy who apparently was probably going through for Harai. You know, he saved it. You know, she saved Saru from a, a different fate by, because apparently that was Burnham's Kelpian and she takes him back. You know, she says, mm-hmm. no, he's going to be mine again. He's going to be mine since I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, we see how she uses it. You know, she's beginning to use uh, the Kelpians as eyes and ears. You know, we yeah. know that kind of aspect of it. It's really, really interesting to see some stuff, how she's going yeah. about doing these things and trying to do different. She doesn't want to kill Michael. You know, she knows she's going to have to, but she doesn't want to. She's she she to tries. Her. She tries her hardest. Yeah, and, and she tries like. You see the loyalty though. You to do. Her job because in some of the other mirror universes, you saw so much disloyalty, but you saw loyalty in the in the mirror, like the loyalty to Giorgio, Tilly, and. You kind of gravitated towards those characters because you see the loyalty in them. Yes, yes, they are bad, bad people, but they still have some sort of goodness in them, and you want to see that goodness come out because you always want it. Because when do you turn a heel? When do you turn mm-hmm. a heel, baby face? When they're when they're a hot heel. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what that's what you want to see. You want to see. You know the the Terrans loyal to Giorgio still be badass and still kill people, but not be so horrible people. You know, and you just kind of gravitate towards the characters. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, like I was I gravitated towards. Listen, Colburn in the regular universe, the mirror universe. I love Colburn. He's a great character. Um, but I loved, you know, the fact how she used Saru is just as the eyes and the ears. And then we see, you know, towards the end that the Kelpians are firmly behind Giorgio and will do anything for her and will die for for the Terran Empire. Will right. die for the Terran Empire and will die fighting for it. So interesting. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's it was very neat first part, you know. Um 
I understand some people didn't like it because they felt slow, but it's it's a two-parter. You're building. And you're building. Who the and fuck are these people? I don't know. Some of these people are so stupid. I'm Go like, fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and listen, I know, and I know the guys in the NFL, they talk about the Star Wars fans. We can talk about the Star Trek fans too. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, guys, listen, we have Trek now. Trek is popular. Shut the fuck up. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seriously, because we don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we may have it for ten years. The the the, the network may be like, you know what? Fuck it. We can't do it, and they might cancel it. So right. just shut up and enjoy it while we can. Exactly. Because exactly. It, because the last time, because it had been Enterprise, and then all of a sudden it had been nothing until the movies came out, and then Discovery came out. It was a period of what about almost ten years, ten eleven years without mm-hmm. any Star Trek. It's like guys, shut up and enjoy it. So, yeah. so it's a little slow to you. So what? So was the motion picture. But I think the motion picture is one of the, one of the best Star Trek movies out there. So just enjoy it. Yeah. God. And, yeah. And, and, and complaining about uniforms and complaining about it's uh, – oh, Shut the Enjoy, fuck enjoy what we have. I mean, exactly. enjoy what we have. Take it for what it is. You know, stop shitting on things. But as Hamid says too, we you know we like to build people up so we can tear them down. Exactly. And, and so, um, you know, but to me, this was a really good episode. Oh, we God, also yes, we also get some more idea about the burn. Um, you know, from this uh, as the underlying theme of keeping that in um, that they've picked up the of Rubia Nebula, the source of the burn. They show that the ship in the center is a Kelpian ship, the KSF Keith. I guess named after, you know, Keith Lee, because, you know, of how he talks, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'm just being silly at that point. We um, have a Kelpian ship yeah. in the Verubian Nebula. Verubian Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. And so, it is emitting a distress call. Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. And of course, this really, incre- you know, it fascinates Saru because. You know, when he Kelpians weren't spacefaring and no. they, they just entered a new stage. So, of course, he's just completely fascinated by this. Mm-hmm. Side note, the person who played the doctor for the Kelpian is also the same actress who was his sister. Um, oh, okay. You know, so, same actress there, um, uh, which is kind of neat. But they, it was not the same as far as in the sense, but the same actress played them. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe she'll be a distant relative or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so they said, uh, as the as the crew finds out through the captain's log, uh, the Kelpian ship was tasked with investigating the dilithium repository, where and the same place where the burn ultimately started. And mm. he wanted to investigate more, um, but opts not to report the findings to Admiral Vance until they have more concrete evidence on which to act. So we see Saru kind of keeping some things to his close to the vest. Um, it, Part of it maybe was, do you think he was afraid that people would blame Kelpians for starting the burn? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that was my thought process of him going, well, I might not say it's a Kelpian ship there because maybe that my my race will be determined that they were going to do that. Now, they also, statements at one point, he brings up something kind of cool. They want to find out more information about the ship. He suggests using the ship's prefix code to access their systems. Where did we? Uh, where else did we hear that in Star Trek? Do you remember Triple Oh shit! Oh god! Test your theory though. I only know because I happened to watch it this weekend. 
um, it's in it's in the Wrath of Khan. You know, after oh, Khan you know, yeah. shields her up and Khan's you know, yes, so yes. Oh thing, God, I yes. The prefects code and says yep. yes, and he's telling Sarek, you know, you got to learn why things work on a ship like they do, and he's doing all the things, and he used the prefects code to lower the shields to make it ever, you know. So I just thought that was kind of a cool, kind of small Easter egg that yeah, they threw in there to kind of bring back Wrath of Khan for that. Mm -hmm. And we see Lorca a lot, um, you know, as mentioned. Um, you know, uh, spoiler alert, he does not make an appearance. I kind of no. wish that in one of these episodes he would have shown up um, because Mirror Lorca is great. And, and, well, and, here's him with Mirror Lorca. He's fucking dead, okay? <laughs> well, not at this point, remember? Well, not at this point, yeah. Yeah. He's actually, he's actually in the other, he's in the other universe. Yeah, well, you know, that's true too. He's, a, he's you, the captain of Discovery. Yeah, and the and the original Lorca. What happened to the original Lorca? Did he die in the mirror universe? They, yeah, I think from what from everything they, that he did die. He was captured and I think died. No, uh, sucks. You know, but um, yeah, it's very. It was very nebulous. I think from what they said happened. Mm -hmm. and it's very nebulous how Mirror Lorca ended up in the Prime universe. You know, so mm -hmm. I'm kind of. Uh, I kind of wanted to see how that maybe they would have done something like that and seen how maybe he came over to the prime universe, you know? Um, but that's, you know, that's maybe another story down the road. So the, yeah. the, the actor who played Loka probably wanted too much coin and they're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, and I mean, Jason, I mean, Jason Isaac has put on Instagram different posts of maybe, you know, like maybe like, you know, with Star Trek stuff. Yeah. Going on. So who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? But, who you know, knows? so that's kind of the uh, wrap up of, of episode nine, Terraformer part one. Yeah. Well, and, hold on for, hold on okay. for a second. I'm sorry. I know I'm interrupting you. Okay. But to, quote, to quote Jim Ross, the two C's, cash and creative. Cash and creative. That's probably the reason why he wasn't on. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those two C's. Yeah. You know, but uh, but that that's okay. We That leads us to episode uh, 10, Terraformer part two. Picks up where we left off. Um, you know, back we're back in the mirror universe with Giorgio. Um, we see that this time um, she's prevented Burnham's attempted coup, um, and now she's just torturing her daughter to regain her allegiance. You know, oh so god, yeah, she, oh my god, torture, torture, Jesus Christ, that, my that's, god, that, that is the subtle way to put it. That is subtle, that is very subtle to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so but you know, yeah, because so yeah, at the end of the last episode. Um, Burnham tries to to do a coup. Uh, Giorgio spares her, and in that process, just continues to torture her. Um, she asserts um, to Saru, uh, she's going to change Burnham's thinking to be better, um, and rather than outright killing her, which is the norm in the Terran universe. Um, and we see that she's different. We also see when she interacts with Saru, she talks to him about Varai and how to survive it. Um, yeah, that was gonna, big. Which was going to play in later down the road, mm -hmm. which is kind of neat. Um, you know, and um, and we know that Giorgio adopted Burnham in the Mirror. We see exactly how motherly Giorgio feels towards yeah. Burnham. You know, um, the idea that she talks about how young she was and she suffered from night terrors. Now she'd help her through those experiences and like the fireflies aspect of it. Um, and we see that she wakes up and she sees that. And 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 it's almost like she turns the page. 
you know, she says, I'm ready to, mother, I'm sorry, I'm ready to take my place. And she says to name and kill her co-conspirators is to show what she wants to do. Um, and this sequence was really, really cool oh, where, yeah. where she she's going through and just taking everybody out, taking out Landry and Bryce. And then eventually she has Detmer helping her. And she says, is that everybody? And she goes, she doesn't nope. say anything. And she just turns and stabs Detmer and is like, oh, and oh. Yeah, it was so crazy. It, just, it was. But it was such a neat sequence to see her on the hunt, taking mm-hmm. people out, doing those kind of things, man. It was a, it was really, really neat to see the Mirror Universe in action. I mean, yeah. Mirror Universe is so fun. The writers have to have such fun doing it. Oh, God, yeah. You know? Um, and so, you know, then we see we see that, um, you know, she had, she tells... Um, Saru about the Vaharai. Um, and then eventually we also know that um, um, that that Burnham takes um, Discovery to Risa where Lorca's lieutenants are hiding out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring uh, people, they bring the lieutenant to question, uh, to the brig for questioning. And then also um, Burnham tries to spring another trap. Yep. And then in this moment, they're fighting. Saru comes in with other Kelpians who fight. Obviously, they survive Vaharai, and they help uh, take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Burnham and Zorjo are fighting, and she has to kill her again. She kills mm-hmm. her with that. that Dude, that sword that she has. That was ridiculous. That's a badass sword. Dude. That's a badass sword. I like that sword a lot. I hope they make that so where you know you can – have that somewhere because that would be and by the way great piece and by the way they show some gore yeah i mean they show some gore and it was yeah. and listen and if it's like that in the tarantino film maybe a little bit more i'm okay with that mm-hmm. i'm okay with that yeah no it was great and and um you know it, it was very interesting to watch these fight scenes yeah uh, saru coming in and grabbing uh Culver and just chucking him up to the ceiling and you know <laughs> bouncing him off um, and then but here's the thing uh, Giorgio stabs Burnham uh, I think like upwards from the stomach up with her sword mm-hmm. but at the same time Burnham did hit her with a knife in kind of the upper shoulder neck area and it was a you know she's dying as well um, mm-hmm. and she's dying in Saru's arm and then all of a sudden the next thing you know, where are we at? We're back in the door. We're back at the door. She's just, yeah. you know, um, she's there, and they were talking about how, wow, you know, um, she, you know, she's like, I was in the mirror universe for three months, and she's like, what? No, you were just like, it was like a second. Yeah. And then they pull up her bio data on her wristwatch, which she hid the whole time. It, it was their watch stayed on her the entire time she was. Yeah. There. And they pull it up and it's like, there's three months of bio data here. And they're like, wait, what? You know, and, <laughs> and they're just like trying to figure out. And they said, wait, the, the computer gave this art, this information. And they met Carl. And it was like, oh, okay. Um, it's like, who is this? Who are you? And, and, and he's like, and then I loved it because they took it from 
the original Star Trek, you know, uh, series. Yeah, they did. You know, Paul Guilfoyle starts saying, and his 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 voice is underlying it, but they take that booming voice and it goes, "Yeah, I am the guardian of forever, dude." I oh my god, so hard. And then that moment, it was so beautiful. The yeah. door explodes and then comes back together and forms the original portal from the original mm-hmm. series, The City on the Edge of Forever. Dude, I got. I got goosebumps now just oh, thinking about it. So I got good. goosebumps when I saw it. Yeah, and here's, here's the thing: you knew it was you knew that was what it, what it was was when you first when we first met him in episode one, he was reading the Star Dispatch, right, which was the paper saying Giorgio was dead, which is the same paper from the original episode. Oh, that, I didn't see. I, I didn't put yeah. correlation together. So when you when he picks up the paper in the beginning, when he's sitting there in the, uh, yeah, 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 the yeah. chair, and, he'd say, and he shows them and it says the Star Dispatch, it's mm-hmm. also the same thing that where they show um, that in the original series that he's oh, you know, yeah. reading the Star Dispatch. So it's very cool. I mean, there's lots of tie-ins to this original episode. And, um, you know, and, and they talked, and it was it was very interesting because he talked about how, you know, at first he would let people go and make changes and do whatever, but then the yeah. temple wars happened and they were using him to kill people and do that kind of stuff. And he just wasn't, so he had to kind of separate himself and, and move and do something different. Um, but this man, this was hold so on. Hold, cool. Hold on. I like it. Well, yeah. I just let people go and, and have fun back in time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, up, fuck up the future. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Basically, that's what he was doing. Carl. You know? and so uh, God damn it, God damn it, Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, it was just so. And and of course, the point. And here's the thing: the Guardian of they they are on Discovery, so they're 23rd century, which is before Kirk, which is later. So Kirk and them know who it is, but they wouldn't know who the Guardian of Forever is. So, but still, we all know who the Guardian of Forever we is. We know the Guardian of Forever is. You yeah. know? And, and so that's the cool part is just tying all this stuff together. Um, and so uh, and it says they chose to send her back, but why is her sickness not cured? And as Carl explains, she was being tested to see if she would live her life the same way or would she be different? And, and she, she was like, like I did. I, I she's like, well, I still killed Burnham. And he's like, yeah, but you tried. You know, you 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 did different. You, you kind of stayed away from your Terran impulses. So the Guardian was impressed, and the officer sent her back to a place where the Prime and Mirror universes weren't so far apart. So that leads mm-hmm. the question to where she offers. He offers her to this, and um, that is it, like, where is she going to go? Which where is she being sent to? You know, because if she's going to some place, could that be DS9? Could that be, you know, with Section 31 there? Could it be she goes all the way back to help form Section 31 of the Charter of That's you know, where that's where my theory is. Yeah, you know, does she go she, all the way back she, there? She goes all the way back there. Or does she go to the 23rd century and pick up after, you know, because remember, um Ash Tyler was given the offer of head of uh, section 31. You know, at at the end of Discovery season two, mm-hmm. does she come back then too, and then become part of that section thirty one? You know, mm-hmm. the, there's lots of options for this to go from there. Um, I think it's very very neat to do that. Um, you know, and so um, and so that and here's the cool part: Discovery was the only ship that could have found the Guardian of Forever. 
Yeah. Because they had the sphere data plus the databases from past and present uh, federation. And that's how they were kind of able to figure it out. But we see Giorgio and Burnham give some a real heartfelt goodbye to each other. Oh, yeah. No, that was you know? unbelievable acting from both. From yeah. Both yeah. You know, it's just really, really great uh, to see them. We see how both have you know, really relied on each other, you know, and um, I think that was real evident at the end of the episode when they do the whole, um, everybody does their goodbye yeah. to George show, um, you know, um, when they I mean, they have the, the party and they all say their things about her, you mm-hmm. know, which it was a great episode, you know. I mean, oh, that, that was great. <laughs> well, where they're just, they're talking, you know, Saru says about her, her barbs were, you know, and her, and, uh, you know, Tilly's like, yeah, she, she redefined the word badass, which she did. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you know, everything she said, and she says she was a mirror, a mirror I didn't realize I needed to help me understand what it is. Um, We see how impactful she was to Discovery Crew, you know, and having that kind of moment where she, she quote unquote died. So they said goodbye to her, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, and so then we also um, see a little bit is more there as the discovery continues to learn more about the burn and the Kelpian ship. We see book who has been chomping at the bit to be involved. Mm-hmm. And it's in the, in the first one we see um, Saru tell him, Hey, read up on things to be ready, you know, in case we need you. And they are able to use some in chain technology to access the Kelpian ship mm-hmm. system. You know, he's wanting to find his place and, he had to learn to be more like Starfleet. And so because, but because he has outside contacts and information, he may be able to prove useful. Exactly. And so uh, something Admiral Vance and Saru, they are like, yeah, now we do that. And he has this really cool piece of technology. It looks like a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. He, he hooks it up to Discovery and they're able to get more information from the Kelvin ship um, to learn more about the burn. So now, now we know that's where they're going next, you know, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so, uh, you know, somebody, I saw somebody said, hey, so it's the mirror universe. So uh, this is a side. So it's a mirror universe. So is Ryza must be pretty horrible, right? Because, I mean, you know, <laughs> in the prime universe, it's like great and, you know, perfect yeah. paradise. And so like Ryza must be like the complete shits, right? Kronos yeah. is Ryza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, exactly right. The prison, I mean, the, yeah, prison the, prison. The, the the prison, the the prison where uh, McCoy and Shannon were taken to in Star Trek Six. Yeah, that's Riza. Ruapente, <laughs> Ruapente. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, you know, and I think I think too, as much as Lorca was mentioned, I, I really, I really. I was I was waiting to see Lorca yeah. too. I really want to see Jason yeah. Isaacs. I love Jason Isaacs. Oh, he's a great actor. Great actor, and I would love to have seen them. But I mean, like you said, Cash are Creative. I get that. Cash are um, Creative, baby. And I, I like that in this episode that um, they did a they did a different credit sequence that was similar to the Inter- Enterprise, where it was that mirror universe kind of opening sequence, you know, like um, in the enterprise, you know, oh, mirror, yeah, you know, yeah. they kind of, they showed like the, you know, the evil of the empire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they did that for this. I thought that was really neat too. So, was, yeah. you know, uh, boy, one of the, it was a great two-parter. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
if you're oh, not, unbelievable. If you're not, if you, if you, I don't, I mean, God, this is one of the best two parters I think I've seen in a while from Star Trek. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was so good. It, I mean, I think it, it wrapped up Giorgio. Oh, yeah. Knowing that we were going to spin her off on a Section 31 show. Um, I perfect. think it wrapped it up well, explained yeah. the Terran universe, explained everything going on. Um, having a great callback to a TOS original of oh my the Guardian of Forever yeah. and tying that all in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to do all these things um, in a two-parter to really tell a great, great yeah. story. You know, I loved it so much. Um, I, I just, I just really was so impressed with the storytelling. On this. So and, was I. And they still were able to kind of get the burn data in and kind mm-hmm. of continue to move that forward to where now we're ready to go to the uh, the nebula and go check out what's going on. And so and that's what I'm interested to see. Me too. And and we're ready for that. We've, we've got these two episodes to kind of spin off this character and to take care of that and close that hole. And then now we're ready to go forward with the burn data and get that figured out. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think we're only, I think we have what, three maybe episodes left. Uh, yeah. You know, so uh, I'm looking forward to the last three. They're going to be great. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun to see and watch mm-hmm. what's going on. So, Triple D, where do you rate this two parter, episodes nine and 10? Um, thumbs up, thumbs down, start in the middle, or stars if you want to do them. And let's imagine we're in the Tokyo Dome with these stars, so you know, you're know you not limited to five stars. Okay, first of all, fuck Dave Meltzer. It's face slaps, because we don't use the star system <laughs> true. here. That's I, true. Give it, I give it 15 million gazillion face slaps, because it took place in the Hamin Dome. Right. In the Hamin it, Dome. In the Hamin Dome. So it was great. I mean, unbelievable two-parter episode. Great storytelling, great writing, and just unbelievable scenery, music, everything with it. In the heel universe. In, in the heel in the heel universe. So I just hats off to the writing crew, mm-hmm. the actors, the actresses. How they did this is absolutely unreal. And I mean, really, Discovery is really hitting its stride. It's probably one of one of the best Star Trek, you know, series, you know, out there. It mm-hmm. really is. And it's knocking on the doors, you know, it's, it's knocking on the doors. Some of the other series where it's like, Hey, let me in. Yeah. I'm not the redheaded stepchild anymore. No, keep, take me seriously. You know, exactly. I mean, really. And I mean, I, I thought, you know, this, I, th- I think to me, this showed how good the writers are in telling some mm-hmm. of these stories. I mean, this was a great two parter that just was, it was informative, but yet it still kept the undertone of the series with while doing this mirror universe type mm-hmm. episode. But we're still got the burn data. We still got the things we've got going on there. We're still keeping the essence of everything, but la- it allows them to do these things. And then, dude, how much fun as an actor would it be to play an evil version of yourself? You know, oh like, like in that scene in the first episode in the in part one where mm-hmm. they come into this uh, party and like people are self agonizing themselves and they're taking you know, like these deadly drinks and they're throwing knives at people's heads and you know, things like that. I mean, just like the crazy, just that's like a typical party in the terror yeah, universe kind of thing, typical. you know, it just, it, it's just so wacky and fun and wheels off um, yeah. to see that uh, and see what we're not used to seeing. 
now. No. So, man, <laughs> it was, I thought it was just so good. They did a it great was, job telling the story. Really good stuff. So, all right. So that's all I have today. So, Triple D, before we roll, how about we get out our uh, plugs and anything else we want to talk about? I do want to mention that we do, uh, in case you haven't noticed on um, the Facebook discussion group, if you're not in there, um, go go join the Facebook discussion group. Yeah, because, what, the, what the fuck are you guys yeah, waiting for? I don't know what you're waiting for because you can go and vote for the Hameen Media Group year-end awards. Mm-hmm. Our own Triple D is on there. Go oh, vote for geez. Triple D. I, I shouldn't be on there. Yeah, go no, vote for Triple D. Go guys. vote for the master producer, MSG. <laughs> MSG. If MSG doesn't win, then fuck all y'all, and I don't use that word lightly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold yeah. on for a second. You know Ben Hameen's on, on, on that list, too. You know that. But MSG takes care of us. He's well, like, MSG does. Yeah, 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 yeah. He should win. He should win. I mean, He I'm should win. Saying. But listen, everybody, everyone that's been nominated for this award, I mean, it, yeah. for me, when I was voting, I was like, oh, my God. It's so tough because everyone is yeah. just – it's like all the shows are good. All the producers yeah. are good. There's, there's no – there is not a weak link in the Hami Media Group. No, there, there is not. No, so go, go have some fun. Vote mm-hmm. for your favorite personalities, your favorite. Vote shows. early, vote early, and vote often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like the U.S. government, vote early. Exactly. Vote yeah. As many like times Wisconsin, as you like yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Georgia. Pennsylvania. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Um, I, I haven't been on Discord yet to see if it's on there. Um, but I do know it's there. Um, if you want to talk to us, hey, by the way, we're here to talk to you. Yeah. Don't, don't be these quiet little Sallies who are in junior high going sit in the corner, you know, don't want to do anything at a, at a junior high dance. Yeah. Talk to us, man. You can email the show. You can email us. It is super easy. It is the yeah. Academy HMG at yahoo.com. So you don't like to email. Some of you don't. And apparently, you know, we aren't as hard up on emails as some people are um, <laughs> who happen to be Greek and have a, have a Star Wars podcast, you know, for some reason. Oh, but man, if man. you want to tweet My God, us, what? There is so much heat surrounding. Uh, I mean, just to touch on it. Another, it's like the three Dimitris in the, you got Jimmy, Jimmy from Australia, DJ Masfax. You got... Uh, Papa Don and you got me. Me on the other hand, I'm just I'm just sitting in the corner and I, I and I'm eating popcorn and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, what's going God, on? God, oh my, what is going on? And listen, I mean, all respect to to to, to Blake Troop, and I mean the the kid's a machine. You look at him; he's a fucking machine. I want to tell you something: you don't fuck with the Greeks, Mm-mm. and I'm gonna tell you something, Papa Don. He won't back down from anybody. And when the chips are down, I'm sorry, but my mind, I have to go. I gotta go with Papa Don. Yeah, I've seen Papa Don in action, and I know how Papa Don is. Never, ever, you know, never ever bet against the Greeks. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah, so. yeah, but, but listen, yeah, but listen, but but Blake Troop, all 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 the love to your brother. And, you know, I hope you keep doing what you're doing out there out west in California and stuff. But, bro, don't fuck with Jimmy, man. I'm telling you, I I don't want to see him embarrass you, man. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
So other than other than that, so if you don't like to email, you want to you want to tweet at us. You can do it at the. You can go at the Academy HMG on Twitter. You can hit us hit us up that way, and we will read your tweets. We will retweet you. We like your stuff. Um, and then, or if you want to, you if you if you're a little bit more in the older realm like myself, um, and you like Facebook or you have to use Facebook, and then you can yeah. always hit us up on Facebook as well. We post memes. We do all kinds of fun mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I gotta, I, I gotta post some memes. I've been, I've been yeah. slacking lately. Well, that's all right. I've also been working 100 hours a week. That's okay. I just, po- I posted, you know, I think uh, yesterday about how um, the the deep, the end of in monologue at Deep Space Nine and how uh, you know st- it just proves that Cisco's the greatest captain. So, well, uh, I mean, if you're not going to the uh, Academy with Triple D and JD on HMG Facebook page, or you can just tap the at title and type in at Academy HMG on Facebook, and you can go that way, and you can see the love for Cisco. You can see how uh, I posted uh, a picture saying, I'm going to leave this here for you, New Force Order. Humpback Whale Power Relations <laughs> from their extinction from just 450 to over 25,000, and it's a picture of the Star Trek Four crew, and they go, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, apparently Stevie liked that one. He thought that yeah. was one. So, well, you know, well, here's the thing. Well, how about Space Force's uh, logo being the same as Star Trek? Yeah. Well, you know, hey. I mean, that's that's kind of scary. And as I said before, Star Trek is more reality than it is fiction. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, hey, this, this Israeli space minister is saying there's a galactic federation. A federation. Exactly. You know? Hey, you know, I you mean. got to put it over. I mean, Star Trek put it is, is going over. I mean, there, I mean, I mean, Papadon, you guys got to put it over, man. Yeah. Star Trek is more reality than Star Wars. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you got to put is. it over. You got to put it over. It is. So that's that's how you can get a hold of us. We want to hear from you. Also, mm-hmm. you can go on Discord. We have our own small channel on Discord. Uh, thanks to Colin Wysong for hooking that, hooking that up for us. Um, you can type in there, and we will check out the messages there. And whatever you want to say or post about, that's how you get a hold of us. We want to hear from you. It's not a dictatorship. This is a federation. This we is want, a federation. We want all inclusive, um, mm-hmm. infinite diversity and infinite combinations, um, as the uh, Vulcans say. Um, so bring whatever you have, Star Trek wise. We want to hear from you, and we want to hear your great things. So that's all I have. Triple D, what do you have to plug? How's things in the Dippin' Donuts? Give us a little plug on that. Dippin' Donuts land is busier than a – I'm busier than a one-armed paper hanger. Let's just say that. It's been really – it's been great, and um, it's been great, thank God, considering the fact of what we're what's going on in the world now. People are afraid to go out of their homes. You know, we're still busy. Uh, so – that's great. Zerdosoliveoil.com. My God, we had some big time sales uh, so far this December. I want to thank everyone for that. I want to thank uh, the great Ben Hameen for helping me out with Zerdosoliveoil.com. His checks in the mail. Uh, so <laughs> and uh, obviously, you can follow Dippin' Donuts, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Dippin' Donuts, CNY. If you want to follow me, Dimitri Zerdos on Facebook. Uh, uh, you look up Dimitri Zerdos on Twitter. I think it's uh, GreekDZ25, I think. Yep, GreekDZ25 on Twitter. Instagram as well. I'm on Instagram. I don't post a lot on Instagram, but, you know, I 
do tend to post some stuff on Instagram. And when I do, it's fucking epic. So guys, check it out. And totally. that's it for, and that's it for me, man. Uh, Johnny, is there anything else that you want to tell the, the groupies, the Star Trek groupies, uh, what else they can, where, where they can find you, brother? You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter as J Men. You can find me on Facebook as John Enright and just look me up that way. Um, and then I'm sometimes I'm trolling with Discord. You can see me there too. Um, <laughs> so make sure you do that. I do want to tell everybody uh, Merry Christmas. Hope you have a great holiday. Um, you know, uh, Triple D and I both are men of faith. So um, we are thankful for this Christmas um, yeah. for what Christ has done for us and mm-hmm. the the thing that he does um, by coming to this earth and living a life as a human and then eventually at Easter dying and rising again so that we can have a relationship with God. And so um, this is a great thing for that. And I just want to wish you and your families, whether you believe or not, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, we just do want to tell you um, happy holidays. We hope you have a great one. Um, because you know, family is important. I don't yes, care what you believe, at least believe that you know you have your family and celebrate them and spend time with them and appreciate them because um, you know, my dad's 72, my mom's 65. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So I want to, you know, make sure you're always appreciative of your family exactly. and spending time with them. Um, and so uh did want to say that and throw that out there as well because um you know, it's just that it's that time of year. Yes, um, it is. Really, it is. And so and we hope you have a new year. Good new year. 2020 is coming and we will be recording in two weeks, which is, I think, January 3rd on a oh, Sunday. Beautiful. So that'll be right after the new year talking about nice. some more Star Trek discovery in the yeah. new year and what we hope the new year will bring for 2021. Yeah, so, hopefully 2021 will be a better year than 2020. <laughs> he can only go up. You can it, only it, go up. It, it can only go up. You yeah, because I love that job. You know, the, the way somebody explained it to me the other day is now like the fire is reducing in the dumpster and kind of going out as, I hope as so. we end the year. You know, oh, God. Yeah, except for this, you know, whole stimulus package. But we're yeah. not about that. Oh, God, please. <laughs> so that's for that's for that's for Harrison Bergeron to talk yes, about. Yes, exactly. Harrison Bergeron on the right opinion, which you can vote for on the end of year awards. Yeah. So uh make sure that you are uh, getting your 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 stuff that you need to take care of from Triple D and his Zoro's olive oil. Make sure you're doing all these other things you. that you need to have a good Christmas. Um, and we just wanted to say Merry Christmas to all of y'all, and Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, especially to MSG and yes, all. Yes, Merry Tommy Christmas, to MSG. Yeah, MSG is going to be. Okay. You know, he's going to hate us because this is going to be forever today. Oh God, he's going to fucking hate us. <laughs> but that's okay. He, he loves it. <laughs> I know. So uh, I did want to say that before we rolled out, and I did want to say, um, you know, Triple D to you. I hope you have a great Christmas as well. Thank you, John. Um, you know, it's Merry always Christmas a pleasure to, to talk you to well. you. Yeah, and then to you and your family, I hope you all have Thank a great you. time. And Thank take you. some time off when you get that time, man. Um, man, I don't know about bit. that. <laughs> man, take but, it. Yeah. But, take but it. John, Thank you, John. But, John, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I hope you have fun with, with your parents for the next 10 days. You know, don't have too much fun now, okay? Okay. I'll try not to. (laughs) Yeah. But listen, guys, uh, to everyone out there, have a safe and wonderful holiday season, Christmas. Just, you know, don't do anything stupid. Like, watch Star Wars. Watch Star Trek. Enjoy Star Trek. And John, say goodnight and live long. 
can prosper, my friend. Mm-hmm.